Hello, welcome to the NC Real Estate Podcast. My name is Natasha Collins and I am the founder of NC Real Estate, which includes its members club for landlords and property investors to build a profitable portfolio that completely aligns with their goals. At the moment, it's just waiting list only, but if you'd like to join my free community, then I'm going to put the link below for my Property Investment Mastery Facebook group. You should come over for so many awesome discussions around property investment, where you should buy, where the best places for investment are, and just general chit chat around how to be a landlord and how to make sure that your tenants have safe comfortable homes to live in and that's the way you're going to make money. So I'm going to put the link below, make sure you come over and join. Okay, how is your December going? Is it going really well? I feel actually like I'm a bit on a bit of a wind down at the moment and there's a really strange feeling. Usually for me it's go, 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 go. And next week I'm going to do a 2018 roundup. So I'm going to explain everything that's been going on with my year. And I was really pushing hard to get to become really successful and hit all of my goals by the end of November. So that actually December could be some time where I did take some time off and I've been doing that. Um, and it's really felt like it's kicking in. I feel really, really, really chilled at the moment. I've been doing a lot of things that I enjoy doing. Last night, for example, I watched A Christmas Prince, The Royal Wedding on Netflix. I sat down, I turned my laptop off. I just had the Christmas tree lights going. I had candles and I watched a really cheesy, completely under the radar film. Don't go and watch it if you don't like rubbish movies. This was proper Christmas cheese, a sequel that uh, from last year's film that I remember watching in kind of a last minute panic that I had to get something in for Christmas. I'd not celebrated at all. And I had to really get in a Christmas film and that was the Christmas film I chose. But this, this year, I started watching Christmas films from the 8th of December. My gosh, Natasha Collins, you are really, really onto something. I've also been very much reminded this week that looking at your goals and looking at what you want to achieve should really very much be independent to you because if it's something that you really want, it will happen. And I'm going to tell you a little bit of an anecdotal story it isn't actually related to property, but it was something that really, uh, really was exciting. So if you didn't know it, uh, I am an Oklahoma City Thunder fan for basketball, a huge basketball fan, which you, you might be surprised with, or I might have told you before. If I haven't told you before, yes, I support OKC. The reason I support OKC is that a couple of years ago, probably around 20... Third, no, 2014, Chris and I did a road trip from Vancouver down to Portland. And one very rainy night in Portland, we were sat in a bar and his team is the Chicago Bulls. He absolutely loves the Bulls. And he was saying to me, Tash, you cannot support the same team as I do. I want you to support something different to make it a little bit more fun when we're watching NBA together. And so I literally turned around and I pointed at a screen. I was like, I am going to watch this team. These are, this is going to be my team. And it landed on Oklahoma City Thunder. And I went all in with that. I was like, yeah, I'm going to know all the players. I'm going to watch it every single night on NBA TV. I made Chris get that for us. So we had it on our smart TV in London. I was like, yes, this is my team. I'm all in. He got me t-shirts, hats, 
scarves, you name it, I had OKC merchandise. And just to kind of cement it that little bit further, I said to Chris, well, I have to go and see a game now. I have to go and see a game. And so the following March, so the Easter, the following Easter from uh, the year that I decided that I was going to be an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, we went to Oklahoma City. <laughs> We'd done this trip down to Texas. We'd started off in Dallas. We had then driven up to Oklahoma City and we spent... I think it was three nights in Oklahoma City so that we could watch an OKC game, a home game. Can you even believe it? And it was a weird experience. At the time that we were there, uh, we got caught up in a tornado. A tornado came through Oklahoma and we were locked in the basement of this bar whilst we wait waited for the tornado to come through. Uh, it was a crazy, crazy experience. And then on that trip, we also drove up to Santa Fe. Then we went to Denver. We flew out of Denver and we went to Chicago. We watched the Bulls as well. So we saw both of our teams in the same trip. And this week, I went to uh, Oklahoma City Thunder versus the Nets at the Barclays Center, which is 15 minutes away from the apartment that we live in, in New York. And it was a phenomenal game for part of it, for the second and third quarters, Oklahoma City Thunder were down by 20 points and that shouldn't normally happen. They are a fantastically defensive team, but it made it all the more exciting. And about the fourth quarter, I was like, I need to be wearing my hat. So I put my hat back on my Oklahoma City Thunder hat, even though I still had um, my top on that said Oklahoma City, like I was fully kitted out in merchandise, but the hat that I'd bought was a bit too small, it was a bit tight, and I'd taken it off at the start of the match. Uh, a quarter of the, uh, on the fourth quarter, I put it back on, and they won 114, 112. So literally in the last couple of seconds, they scored a three-pointer for Oklahoma City Thunder to win. It was amazing. It was just such a good atmosphere, and I loved it. But it reminded me so much that when you want something to happen, you make it happen regardless. But if you want something to happen that you actually don't care about, for example, you may have goals where you really want to make a huge amount of money so you can stay home all day and do whatever it is that you want to do, or you want to buy 20 properties so that you can have that financial freedom and whatever the hell financial freedom means, you're not actually ever going to do that because you don't care enough. There's nothing specific in it that makes you care enough to actually do it. When I started supporting Oklahoma City, for example, I cared enough to prove Chris wrong that I didn't need to support the same team as him. And yeah, okay, that's a bit of friendly competition between us as a couple. It's the sort of thing that we do. And to make sure that he knew we were serious, I had to make sure that we were going to go on a trip through Oklahoma City so we could go and watch my newfound team um, who are all, were all the way across the other side of the world. But of course, we were going to make that happen. Your dreams have to be the same as that. And everything that I've done in my life and even thinking to when we moved to New York and I've had to make my life far more flexible. I had the choice between whether I stayed with my family, so Summer and Chris who were going to be coming out here and relocating, um, or whether I stayed in the UK and I continued my lifestyle as it was. And that wasn't an easy decision to be making at the time. That was in fact a really kind of, oh, I've just built this lifestyle that I absolutely love in the UK and now I have to put that all up in the air and change it again and move to uh, a different 
country and then try and make my life work cross-country? How can I make it work in the UK and the US? Now, it was far more painful for me to leave Chris and Summer than it was to have those talks with my team, to have those talks with the university, to have those talks with other everybody else that I work with to make that happen. So I made that happen because I desperately wanted to stay with my family. It's the same as whenever I've bought properties in the past. I desperately wanted to buy those properties for something more than the money behind it, something more than the fact that actually that's going to give me a little bit of an extra income. I bought a property in London uh, back in 2011 because I desperately wanted to prove the point that I could be a really good property manager. I bought my property in Bath because I really wanted somewhere that I could hold, I could call home after my parents divorced and we no longer had our family home in Bath. Well, I wanted my own family home there. That was more than the money. Now, I make a huge amount of money out of that, but the goal wasn't that I wanted a massive bank account full of uh, uh, an income stream that would pay for my lifestyle. The goal was that I needed that home. It's never ever been about the money. It's never been about that flexible lifestyle. I'm always going to work. But the goal of whenever I've done something has always been that much bigger. For example, the development company that I do with my business partner, Sean. Actually, at first, when we first started out, we thought actually we'll buy, we'll borrow properties from invest, uh, borrow money from investors, and we'll make it that work that way. Turn out we actually didn't care enough about doing that. We were never going to put the time in to do that. But when clients started coming to us both and saying, actually, could you project manage this development project for us? Here's the project. Here's what we want you to do. And we both had the passion of doing that because we knew once we finished a project, it would look beautiful. But the perk was that there would be cash in the bank afterwards. I had no reservations at all about working my butt off to make sure that happened. The same with MC Real Estate. When I first started out, I kind of didn't know where I wanted it to go. I didn't have that vision. But once I came up with the members club content and uh, the, how I wanted that to look and the fact that every single month I could work with property investors, I could give them something to work through themselves and I could always be that present so that they always had someone to talk, turn to, that for me was my why there. That was far more exciting than the money that I was going to come in or the fact that I could create another income stream. I wasn't even thinking about that at the time. I All I think about is how I can make that better. And I've got goals of how I can make that better. And every time I up level with it, it's going to just blow my mind, the fact that I can create that. It's all about creating something. So what I'm trying to say to you with this is actually... If you've got goals that don't mean anything to you, they're not going to give you anything, they're not going to make you feel like, yes, I've got to do it for this reason, you're never going to achieve what you're setting out to do. And that is just the cold hard fact. When I look back on my life, everything that I have achieved has been for a reason that is so personal to me that I've just moved mountains in order to get there. It's because I've cared so much that I've gone there. For example, when you're looking at other people and they're traveling around the world and you think, oh, it'd be so nice to travel. Well, actually, why do you care about the traveling part? Where's the destination that you want to go to? If you pick a destination that you're super passionate about, chances are you're going to book that plane ticket and get on the plane. Whereas if it's just a destination that you think looks nice in Instagram pictures, uh, I don't think you're ever going to get on that plane because quite frankly, it doesn't mean enough to you. 
The same as where you want to live in life. For example, at the moment, I live in the most beautiful flat in New York. It's got a massive balcony. That was my priority. I needed somewhere with outside space. I hate being cooped up in somewhere without outside space. That was my priority. I have built this flat to look exactly like I want it to, and I love being here. But it wouldn't be everybody else's cup of tea, and they might think, oh, I'd love to live in New York, but and you know what, I wanna live in more central Manhattan than I do on the outskirts where you live. Well, that's fine, that's your dream. You, make, you move mountains to do that. The same as I'm currently selling a London flat, which other people are saying to me, well, no, I'd keep hold of that. We don't need it anymore, we don't want that flat. We want to build another home in the UK, somewhere slightly outside London, which is bigger, again, with space, like we've got here. You know, but that's my dream and that's what I'm gonna move mountains for to make sure that my family has got that. That's what I'm trying to do and there's passion behind it. You know, it's gonna be somewhere with close pro within close proximity of Heathrow because then that allows us a chance to travel. But it's not everybody's dream and that's not what everybody's going to move mountains for. That might not be what you even think. Natasha, my gosh, you're a crazy woman. That's cool, I don't really mind. But what I'm saying is please start thinking about these goals that you're aiming for. If you're looking back over 2018 and you haven't achieved what it was that you set out to achieve, ask yourself, did you actually care about what you were trying to achieve in the first place? Why did you put that on your goals list? Why were your goals so lofty but actually you didn't want to do what it takes to get there? Now, it might be because that goal is still a work in progress. And hey, that is absolutely fine. You know what, if you're still working on it, go for it. Sometimes goals just take consistency. And trust me, with my business, it's taken years of consistency and I'm still growing. And I know that every single day I work on that, every single day it gets a little bit bigger, bigger, bigger and it gets a little bit better. And that's absolutely fine, I've come to accept that. You know, but it is a success now, but there's more things that I could do with it, and that's cool. The same with my property investments. I know exactly what I want to buy, but I haven't found something this month that I'm going to invest my money in, but it will come up when it's ready, and I will buy it when that perfect property comes to me, because I'm always searching, constantly searching, um, and as soon as the right one arises, I'll buy it, and I will have the resources available, the mortgage will fall into place, I know it will work because it's meant to be. But what I buy versus what you buy are probably gonna be completely different things. So I want you to just have a look back. Have you achieved what you wanted to? If you haven't, why haven't you? Is it still a work in progress, or is it simply that you didn't care? And if you didn't care, there is no harm in letting that go. There really isn't because then you can make space for things that you actually do care about. Maybe it's the fact that you want to go and see uh, a musical at the West End or maybe actually you don't care about going to the gym or that kind of thing but you would love to get out walking more. Well do that. Do what makes you feel good and for what you want to do. And if you do that, then I promise you those goals that you set for yourself now to achieve by the end of 2019 are going to start coming into fruition. So really, I urge you from this podcast, start looking at what you actually want to achieve rather than what you think you should be achieving. At the time of recording this podcast, it's before the Brexit deal vote. So I'm not going to talk about that. I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but I'm sure not everybody's going to be happy with it. 
But I think as we come to the end of the year, we just need to start considering what's happened this year, where statistics are, so that we can start having a look at what's going to happen going forward. And we can start to think about how we're going to plan our 2019. So as you will have already seen, house prices in southeast London are really fallen over the last um couple of months even the past 12 months and it doesn't look as lucrative an investment and I'm sure we're going to start seeing changes but uh, house prices in South Wales in the East Midlands and parts of Scotland are really starting to pick up so if you're looking for someone to invest in start focusing on those areas the biggest house price growth in the UK has been Leicester, Edinburgh, Manchester and Birmingham over the last 12 months. And should we expect to see that continue? Well, actually, Birmingham and Manchester are some of the cities where you can't negotiate on a deal at the moment. Even if you're trying to get X amount below market value, and I've got my quotation fingers going here because you know I don't like BMV. Those cities are actually, at the moment, the the discount that you get on your offer maybe between one and two percent and that's a uh, home track analysis of Zoopla listings where if you want bigger discounts you're going to start looking in Liverpool and London it's quite interesting isn't it how we are probably coming up to the start of uh kind of a new economic future well we are aren't we as soon as we leave the e the EU we're really going to start seeing changes and it's interesting that uh, cities such as Birmingham and Manchester are having such a good run at the moment and even looking at Leicester and Edinburgh so they're cities to watch as we go into 2019. The other interesting thing is is that rental statistics in the UK so England, Wales, Scotland and Northern Ireland show that Rents really have dropped uh, since February 2018. So 2018 has not been a good year for rental values. So make sure that you're also factoring this in when you're looking at deals. Do rents now stack up against how much you're paying for a property? If they don't, you are going to have to offer less for that property and chance your arm and see if it actually works. And what we will see is that if rents don't pick up and we do have to be offering less for properties, will this have a knock-on effect on the uh, investment market? Will that mean that property values will also have to come down as well? There is so much going on at the moment. Unaffordability, so house prices are so high compared to annual wages at the moment. Tighter financial controls, which are really causing people to struggle getting mortgages and the potential of interest rates going up, which means it's going to be more expensive to borrow. The fact that people can't afford higher rents, in which case they're not going to be offering the higher rents. In fact, you're going to have to um, be having a look at what rents you are asking for uh, so that you don't have as many void periods. All of this is going to play into account of course, the uncertainty around Brexit. Yeah, I get it. But all of these other factors are coming together at the moment to make house prices actually a little bit unstable. At the moment, the RICS is suggesting that they think that next year is going to be a disaster for house prices and that they really are going to fall. They, they have this opinion that um, there's really not that positive outlook. They've, they've really over the past couple of years, they, over the cup, sorry, 
over the past couple of weeks, uh, their survey has come out which suggests that they think that house prices are going to drop, whereas the Office for National Statistics think that they're going to just stay stable, they're going to hold their value pending how 2019 pans out. So I don't think that on the 29th of March, house prices are going to just drop on this 35% downward spiral, but there are so many different things that are happening at the moment that we do need to be careful about what we're buying and making sure that we are offering on prices with that little bit of risk factored in because you do not want to be paying over the odds anymore in fact you want to be getting that little bit of a discount so that if you have to accept that lower rent you can make sure that actually it works fine and you can still pay your mortgage and make that little bit of profit on top. So I've talked about refocusing your goals and I've talked about the housing market and what's going on at the moment and it does all seem a bit blurry it seems a bit overwhelming and what I want you to think about right now, and I'm going to give you a challenge to go away with, I don't usually do this on a podcast, but I think it's now the time to do this. Before we get to the end of the year, I want you to start thinking about you. What are your goals? What do you need? What are your driving thoughts behind it? Why do you need something so badly? So I want you to write down five goals for next year year for 2019 I want your goal to be the first goal to be something work-wise what do you want to achieve at work and you do not have to think I have to give up work and you know I have to follow all of this trend of of this freedom lifestyle Uh uh-uh I don't want that I want you to think about actually what would you like from your job what would you like from what it is that you do that earns you money. So I want you to think about one goal from your work. And then I want you to think about one goal for your home. What do you like doing at home? What could you do more of? What kind of goal could you set yourself that actually would make you feel so, so awesome at home? What do you want to achieve? For me, it's just I want more candles around the house. I want fluffy pillows that I can snuggle into when I want time to relax. And that for me is enough. I want my house to always look clean. So I do. I spend 15 minutes a day just tidying everything up. And that is cool. Like, that's what I enjoy doing. I then want you to write a goal about what you want to do in your time off. And I have to admit that my goal is to go and see more theatre productions because I love going to the theatre but sometimes I can't find anybody to go with me. Chris definitely doesn't like going to the theatre and I've actually thought how about Natasha you go and do that on your own and that would make me really happy going into the centre of town whether I'm in London or New York and actually booking myself a theatre ticket and actually going and maybe treating myself to a nice dinner as well. (gasps) Date night on my own Natasha Collins. It's not even that I'm lonely it's the fact that you know, sometimes I just want to do what I've got to do. And if someone wants to come with me, fantastic. But if they don't, I'm also really cool with that. Then number four is I want you to think of a bit more of an outlandish goal, somewhere that you would love to go, something that you would love to see, um, or something that you would like to do. So that is traveling outside of your comfort zone and doing something mad. 
For me, it's that I would like to go to South America and I want to explore that. And I think that would be something that I would love to do. The other thing is working out how I can get my dog on an aeroplane to sit next to me. So that's something that I've been putting off because I think, oh, it's going to be so complicated. But if I can get summer a pass where she can sit next to me on the plane, that's going to be awesome. She can then travel with me and we can get on far more flights and see more things. So that's something that I really need to sort out. That's a goal of mine um, because there's plenty of different places in the US and Europe that I'd like to see. But I just haven't done it because I don't know what to do with Summer um, and I don't want her to be a hindrance because I absolutely love spending time with her so that's my outlandish goal how can I get my dog to come traveling with me to more places that I want to see so that's number four and I want you to do the same I want you to put a goal of something that is completely outside of your comfort zone and then number five I want you to Pick a goal which is going to make you feel more centered in yourself. What can you do to make yourself feel calm, relaxed and refreshed? So the thing that did that for me this year was going completely flexible, working on my own time and I love it. I love working at home, I love working from wherever I can find. You know what, I just love being on my own terms and that's always been something that I've done but since I've, since I'm now living between two countries and I'm able to do that. I feel strangely calm. And that was what I needed. And I didn't actually realize that I know that was what I needed until I did it. Because as you will have heard, I was so nervous about going to New York. And how am I going to make this more of a pattern? Well, I'm going to continue being brave and working on the times that suits me. I'm an afternoon person, not a morning person. And so I am going to continue being that person that works in those times. And I appreciate that you might not have that luxury of being able to do that. But think about that goal. What can you do on to make yourself feel that more centered, more balanced? It might be that Maybe you're going to have a bath or maybe you're going to take some time out for you. Go and um, see your friends, go to more sporting events, go to something that really makes you feel absolutely happy, euphoric when you come away from it and it just makes you feel that grounded. So I want you to write down those five goals. <laughs> None of them are property goals, are they? Now, property might help you get there. I completely understand that. But these are goals for you personally. I want you to really focus on them. So again, one goal at work, one goal at home, one goal that is, you know, you'd like you'd like to do something in and around where you live now. One goal that takes you completely out of your comfort zone, and then one goal that makes you feel more centered. And I want you to put that on a vision board and I want you to start thinking about that and start actually moving towards those goals because that's going to be what suits you and those are going to be really achievable things. And if you want to share that with me, please put that in the comment section below so that I can actually see what it is that you're trying to achieve and I can help you hold you accountable for that. I'd love to do that if you would be happy to share that with me. Again, I want that conversation. I think it's really important that we do that too. Or if you don't want to put it in the comment section, then email me, natasha at ncrealestate.co.uk. I would love to hear from you with what your goals are and what you are doing and why it is so important to get there. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Uh, I hope it's given you some food for thought. I hope it's opened your eyes to 
the fact that actually you don't have to be the same as other people. And you might have listened to my goals and what I do and thought, ah, it's not for me, Natasha. That's cool, but it is for me. I really enjoy these things and these are things that I want to do more of and I want to aim for. But it, I've also made my lifestyle around things that I'm totally passionate about that mean a lot to me. And you should too. I cannot advocate that enough. I cannot recommend anything more than make your life what you want it to be. And it doesn't have to be an elaborate thing. You really don't have to want everything. I definitely don't want everything. There's certain things that I actually don't care about. I don't care about having a fast car right now. I don't care about having a hefty watch on my wrist or a designer handbag. It's just not me. I, it really doesn't make me tick and I'm just not into that. Um, so I don't ever go out and buy it. If I wanted to buy it, I could have it, but I don't. It's just not, I'm just not interested. Whereas for you, that might be something that you actually really care about, in which case make that your goal. But it needs to be about you, nobody else, otherwise you're not going to get there. So really do it. I really challenge you to do these things and then let me know. If you've liked this podcast, don't forget to hit like and subscribe so that every single week you can get my podcast straight into whatever podcast provider you use, 7am on a Tuesday morning. Thank you for spending some time with me today. I really appreciate it and I hope you have a lovely day going forward. I'll catch up with you again next week.